Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the reckoning. Just some thoughts about the fun factor, how it is a pretty good loop, but they need to rethink some of the reward structure. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage or just look me up. Say no to rage on Twitter or Twitch. Throw me a follow. You won't miss the content. We have really good conversations. Uh, going to jump right into the questions because this is going to be about an hour and ten minute. I want to basically stop the Q&A when the reset happens because there will be the Allegiance quest and we're going to check that out and I'm also going to eat my lunch. So we're going to do that <laughs> when that goes live. So this will be about an hour and ten minutes. We're going to try and go through uh, relatively quickly here. Jet Boy, are you siding with the Drifter or the Vanguard? I think it's per character. So... um. I guess I'll I guess I'll probably just start with Drifter is what I'll do. I'll start with him and just we'll just see what happens. I don't know. I don't I don't want to side with the Vanguard. I'd be more interested interesting to side with the Drifter initially. Lama Salami says, "What do you feel is going to be the death of Destiny or do you think this game will carry on for a lifetime?" I honestly don't think they can die. I, I don't think a game a game that's that's survived Destiny 2 vanilla and D1 vanilla, I don't think the game can die. Truly. It, at this point, the only thing that could hurt the game in the most significant way, there's two potential threats to this game's livelihood, okay? Uh, two potential threats. And the, and the player base numbers did go down after the weekend. So Crucible dropped from, you know, 700k down to below 600k. And PvE dropped from 750k to 650k. So they did get a big bump over the weekend. We'll track that throughout the week. So the player base numbers did get a surge over the weekend and they have gone back down to right around where they were before Season of the Drifter even started. So if they're satisfying their core and not really expanding their base, the two big sort of risks at this point are taking a long time with Destiny 3 and really trying to rebuild it in a new engine, dedicated servers, like really give us the true next-gen experience because there's new consoles on the horizon. It's on PC. People want to have a game that's more agile, that can make updates. As much as you can say about Anthem, their ability to update quickly is something that Bungie and Destiny drastically needs. Even though, I mean, I've been hard on Anthem. The bugs and the glitches were inexcusable, but they fixed them so fast. Any other game that would would try to do that, I think, would struggle if you haven't built those agile systems. Okay, that's risk number one. We'll call that taking too long, right? Taking too long. Risk number two is staying in this lane of a non-agile game a game that struggles and they struggle to make content quickly and destiny 3 or whatever vision they have for the next iteration of destiny ends up hamstrung and noticeably inferior on the next gen landscape those are their two risks like both of them are fraught with pros and cons both of them are fraught with things that could potentially sink or keep the franchise completely landlocked and never really expand or grow Right now, as far as I can tell, they're appealing to their base and keeping their base. Now, the numbers over the next two weeks are going to naturally plummet because of Division, but I think there'll be a plummet and a resurgence. I don't think Division offers what so many people are looking for in an Anthem or a Destiny. I think the gameplay in Division uh, appeals to fans of Division. I think it's good gameplay. I'm excited about Division. I think it's the first looter shooter built to last. It's like a really strong truck, right? Built for tough. Division is built and it's tough, but like a truck, it's very utilitarian. It's very mechanical. It's very, you're in cover. It, it lacks that, that fire. It's not a sports car, right? It's, 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 that's just kind of division. That's a pretty good, I think that's a pretty good picture of division, but I think it's built to last. They've got a lot of thought put into 
their end game and their end game grind. But I, I genuinely think the people that were enjoying Anthem or the people that love Destiny will always come back because I just don't think Division offers that that dynamic sense of power in combat. It gets it gets somewhat rote and somewhat repetitious. That's okay. Being rote and repetitious is part of a content loop in these games. I think what hurts Division is that the content loop itself doesn't have high levels of 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 excitement. So, it's one thing to replay Destiny and Anthem over and over again. That's repetitious. That's a given, okay? The combat and the, and the things you're doing are exciting, and that kind of makes up for it. So, you take the repetitious nature of a content loop game and service game, and then you add to that the fact that the content loop itself is kind of boring and mundane, and I think that's one of the things that hurts Division's accessibility for the, for, for the mass public. So Division can stand as a great example of how to do endgame, how to do loot pursuit. I think they've done an excellent job, but I don't think they offer that immersive, pull-you-in gameplay style. I think a lot of people end up going back to their first love. I, and, and that's not a knock on Division. That's just a sign that I don't think Division has like a long-term damaging effect on Destiny, and I don't think it will this time either. It didn't in the past, and people would blame the endgame for that. I think the core gameplay in Division is what drove so many people back into the arms of Destiny. Same thing's going to happen with Anthem. If Anthem can start filling its gaps and its vacancies, people will leave Division to go back to Anthem, because if that content loop's addicting, all they have to do is make it rewarding. The content loop and the combat in in Anthem is addicting and enjoyable, but it's not rewarding, and that's where it's short-circuiting. Noth21. Reckoning seems to be more reliant on power level and modifier RNG. Do you think this can be a problem uh, on the replayability of the content? For example, when it had glass or blackout. Well, here's the thing. I got annoyed with blackout, but blackout made us play differently, and I think there's some value there. Now, you need to be careful, okay? You do need to be careful, because what can end up happening is you can end up feeling like every time you go in, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a... It's a bit of a, of a, a slot machine. You don't know what it's going to be like, it's, if, especially if you're matchmaking, and you got people in there that are, are, are built for arc and it's void damage. You have people that are staying on the ground like idiots and it's blackout. So, I think they need to delete glass from the game. They've made glass better. It's a garbage perk. You just get it the frick out of here. Everyone hates it. Just please stop. Just somebody somewhere accidentally delete it from the game, please. And then... I do think something they could consider, okay? Something they could consider is maybe having uh, non-modifiers on a team that, like, if you stay with that team and you fail, maybe the modifiers go away for a round. I don't know. I don't like that as I'm saying it. I just think sometimes people just have to accept the fact that there's going to be endgame content that's tough. I mean, a Nightfall, back in the day... When there was no challenge card and you went into a nightfall, that w- there were there were modifiers that could be tough and could be frustrating. And I also think you have to remember once people are above the delta, those modifiers won't be as troublesome. So before we start trying to pull pieces of it apart, I think we should just kind of wait. Notice in my criticism, I never once talked about tweaking the mechanics, tweaking the fights. I think the content at its core is good. I started. I was talking about player agency, grind, those sorts of things. Like how not having agency over the weapons, not having Ada style bounties, that sort of thing. I think hurts it. I also think it hurts. I also think it hurts t- uh, tier one. Uh, 
MW2 Killer. Do you think the tiers should be locked at certain light levels so it's match made activity? I I don't know how they're handling. When you go to go to Reckoning 2, doesn't it have a power level requirement or does it not say? Um recommended power 670. Yeah, I mean, personally, if you're going to do recommended power 670, maybe saying you can't go in unless you're 660, I don't know. I I think the danger there, too, is sometimes you just want to let people go in and try and get their head taken off. But if you're matchmaking and you keep getting paired with people who just pop their 640 surge bounties and they think they're ready to take on tier 2, that can be pretty frustrating. So they could maybe try and encourage people to not go in if they're too far under level or at the very least block people who are extreme. If you're 640 to 660, they could be like, it's going to be tough. What, once you're under that, you should not be able to matchmake into tier two. You're just hurting other people's experiences. Unless you're one of those hardcore guys that challenges yourself and plays stuff at a disadvantage, more than likely, anybody who's that far down in the power level is going to get completely obliterated. Somebody is saying 640 is the min. Well, that's good. That's still pretty extreme, to be fair. If you're 640... I, you know, a 670 environment's going to be pretty tough. Uh, Lan- Lanfers, what do you think about new players on Destiny? I think new players on Destiny are going to face ground-level challenges as you do in any game, and I don't think it's Bungie's responsibility to say, hey, you just bought our game. There's a campaign, there's a DLC campaign, there's another DLC campaign, oh, and there's another DLC campaign, and there's all this loot. I don't think it's necessarily their job to help you navigate all that, but I think if they give you the option to bypass, that's all you really need. You can completely bypass everything in vanilla everything in all the dlcs you can grab literally you can grab the bounties from drifter and in an hour you can be at 640 you can catch the lion's share of the community in the blink of an eye now i would say they need to make sure that they don't they don't steer them away from good loot pursuit i i would worry here's my concern man this game's massive this game's great there i i don't really have that much to do now the milestones might feel fresh to them because they haven't been playing so their grind from 640 to 700 might not be as frustrating as your experience as a veteran player but i think if you're new to the game one of the things that i think is going to break down for people the leveling system makes zero freaking sense, okay? I want you to think about, as a non-experienced player, and I know, I know people are going to tell me, but Lono Forsaken in the annual pass is built for hardcore. Okay, sure, but let's think about accessibility just for just a second. If you've not played before, this game doesn't really educate you at all on how to level. You see powerful rewards. Well... Can you really make heads or tails of a powerful reward that doesn't make you level up? Well, no, no, they're fixing the power stuff. No, 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 no. If you don't need a kinetic gun as your powerful reward and you get one, what's a new player supposed to make of that? I don't understand, dude. I've played Diablo. I've played Borderlands. I've played Anthem. I've played Division. I've never had a game that doesn't let me level up or gives me the wrong things to level up. Typically, in most games, you just play and level up. The removal of the soft cap would at least make sense to people. Oh, I just run content, stuff's dropping, and it's helping me level. Now, Enhancement Core stands as another barrier to a new player. Oh, man, this is cool. I'd like to use this. I have a nice gun. And then you need to infuse it later on. And you're like, I don't understand. Why can't I infuse What? I can't infuse this? I need this other currency? Where do I get that currency? Well, the game doesn't tell you. You just kind of find Spider and his bounties, which that grind is atrocious and bad. So 
here's why accessibility isn't the same as casualification, okay? Casualification says good things are too hard to get, okay? Accessibility says progress is too hard to get. If I'm going to focus on accessibility, I'm saying that progress is too hard to get. That's not the same as saying, oh, the really good things are too hard to get. They're very, very different statements. They're not the same at all. I'm not saying make it easy to get a 1K voices, raid gear, god rolls, curated rolls, whatever the case may be. But progress should be pretty basic and pretty garden variety. Like you play, you shoot, you loot, you level up. That's it. That's accessible. It makes sense. A lot of people are coming in and saying, I just don't feel motivated to play. I just don't I just don't feel like playing. Why? Because they know what stands between them and the end game content. Bungie has been selling us on this idea that the annual pass will keep us from droughts. There won't be droughts. There'll always be something new to do. Okay, sure, that's great, but the new content is on the other side of a valley that a lot of people don't feel like walking through again. Because leveling isn't sensible, it isn't directional, it isn't volitional, it's, it has nothing to do with player agency. So sure, someone will be like, that looks kind of cool, Reckoning 2 is pretty neat, it's kind of hard, I kind of need to level up, it's kind of out of my league, I don't have enough gear to infuse to have the loadout I want. Maybe they have an Orpheus Riggs loadout they want to run, but they don't have enhancement cores, they haven't gotten enough drops to level up. Well now you've kept them from the new content you're promoting, because they got to walk through some stupid valley of terrible leveling just to get there. No one is going to level up fast and be like, that was too quick, I'm out. The leveling isn't even the meat of the content. So if someone's coming back to Season of the Drifter, you can't say, oh, if they level too fast, they'll lose interest. I I completely disagree with that notion. Leveling is literally just navigating old content and crossing your fingers on RNG. How is that experience, like, captivating? You know? I think I hear, I think there's like a tornado alarm. I think they're testing it because it's noon. Yeah, that's right. It's noon. I was like, what is that sound? It's freaking me out. Um, So yeah, new players to Destiny, returning players to Destiny. If Bungie doesn't really figure out accessibility, that's one of my greatest concerns is that, sure, you're appealing to a hardcore base, but you're going to start to lose folks on both sides. The returning players and the hardcore base will slowly trickle away, I think, if progress always feels this way. And I understand people saying there's no raid, there's no need to rush. That's that's not true. Tier 2 Reckoning came out three days after the content started. That's a 7, I'm sorry, a 670 environment, okay? Tier 3 launches uh, three days from now. That's a 690 environment. So I don't think you can say, oh, there's no reason to rush when they're literally pacing the content in a way that is out of sync with leveling. It's out of sync with leveling. It's a test, Dark Cell. It's not storming. It's uh, it's at noon. At noon, they do these tests. It's like right on the dot noon. That's just when they do them. Ryan Hearthstone. What do you think about the comp experience at the moment? I've, I've gotten this question a lot, and I want to move through the questions a little bit faster because I just got on a soapbox. 
They need to recapture the spirit of Trials Bounties in Destiny 1. That is the key to keeping people in both Gambit Prime and Comp. Making Comp more punishing for losing is going to make it worse than it is now. I made this point yesterday. If losing is overly punishing and there's no sort of casual entry point the way that the Trials Bounties were a casual entry point into Trials, you're going to ruin the playlist. DDoSing will go up because losing is severely punishing. Sweat Sweat levels are going to rise but if they came out and they said okay every season there will be rotating adept bounties and a pinnacle bounty the pinnacle weapon is the submachine gun right now if if they said there's also adept bounties people are saying the the, the update is live i'm gonna check if there were adept bounties that you could go into the comp playlist similar to the way that they did the bounties and trials you would fill the comp playlist with more casual players why are you appealing to the casuals they're important for frick's sake if you don't want the playlist to shrink and turn into a sweat box of ddosers i happen to think ddosing would go down i don't necessarily think it would go away but i think it would go down and here's my reasoning i think it would go down because you would have folks knowing there's more casuals in here we're winning most of our games there's no reason to risk getting banned why ddos take away how punishing it is to lose too what's the point of that what's the point of making it super punishing to lose it just doesn't that doesn't make any sense so for those of you that are tuning in right now and you're probably expecting it to be reset reset is in 55 minutes but if you're enjoying the conversation in the Q&A be sure to click the follow button that's the little heart button we do these conversations on the regular we're waiting on the update because of the time change the reset is in 55 minutes okay so stick around for the Q&A enjoy the conversation and click the follow button on the channel thank you for being here so that's what I would do with comp I would keep the pinnacle weapon make it tough to get I would keep the I would add adept bounties that rotate maybe one or two per week really cool guns with really cool potential rolls potential rolls keep in mind if it's like the Ada bounties and you can keep repeating them you're keeping people in the playlist and if you make losing less punishing remove all those motivations for people to leave sweat or DDoS like just let people play and have fun if you're a really really good team and you're steamrolling in comp you're going to be rewarded you're gonna get the you're gonna get the curated gun quicker, the pinnacle gun quicker. You're probably gonna finish your your if there's adept bounties, you're gonna finish those adept bounties faster. That is literally that is literally what I would do to the comp playlist if I was in charge. Recapture the thorn I'm sorry, recapture the trials bounties before Rise of Iron and what that did for trials was a good good thing. Do it again, do it to comp. And I would do it to Gambit Prime as well to keep people in there. Yeah, I would just remove point loss in comp. Just remove point loss. And you get tons of points for a win, and you get even more points. Uh, you get even more points for a uh, for a streak. Fanatic, uh, what are you enjoying? Uh, how are you enjoying Gambit Prime? Is this season of content to be fulfilling enough for the hardcore Destiny player? If you liked Gambit, you'll like Gambit Prime. It's the same strategy. You're still rushing to 25. Don't bank, obviously. You don't want to bank until you have 25. Banking before you have 25 is worthless. You're just risking getting moat drained by two blockers. So as soon as you have 25, everybody banks all of their moats, and then you invade. That first invasion really, really dictates a lot of the uh, a lot of the match pacing. And the boss fight is still a fairly simplistic melt. A fairly simplistic melt. And what I mean by that is the the way that they've set up 
the the fight, you just rush the envoys. If you rush an envoy and kill all three and you get that first stack, the invader can come over and kill all of you. It doesn't matter. You haven't lost progress because the stack is counting down. Once that stack is gone, you just rotate clockwise where the the envoys are going to spawn and kill the next batch of envoys. And then if they invade and kill you all again, it doesn't matter. Once you're at stack three, you can burn at stack two. I think it's safer to burn and melt the boss at stack three. Once you're going to get stack three, just don't kill the last envoy wait for the invader to be gone kill the last envoy, melt the boss zero risk in getting killed, zero risk in losing zero risk in the boss getting healed uh, it's it's literally the same as Gambit it's just shorter and I know people are thinking it's going to evolve over time Lono, it's going to change there's going to be perks that change everything I highly, highly doubt it but I'm open uh, I'm open to seeing and hoping that that, that, uh, that, is, a ch- that is a change Um, because if, here's the thing, I've said this before, if they make the perks too influential, people aren't going to want to play, because if they don't have the gear, they're going to get absolutely, uh, shellacked, and if they, if they, uh, if they make perks not influential, it's just going to stay the same way that it is. I happen to think it's probably just going to stay the same way that it is, mainly because just the nature of how they've, how they've structured the fight you're not going to be able to minimize um, you're not going to be able to minimize the influence of invasion uh, inches what do you think about using forges to bring year one primaries into the present perk system pull a frame for a weapon or armor your collections and you grind for the extra perks no don't use the forges use the existing NPCs right now I said this so many times and it's I, I feel like a broken record people in chat are like here he goes again talking about Ada's bounties Ada's bounties are the key to the future of the grind in Destiny. They are the key to the future. All you have to do is give every NPC in the game rotating weekly bounties like Ada. So Devram K's got two, two bounties a week, and they rotate. And then Failsafe and Asher, all of them. And each week they rotate, and each week they change, and then you can grind it as much as you want. You can, And then what they do is they create pinnacle rolls for each of those weapons. They take all that year one gear, and that's, and that's what they do. They repurpose it. When they do that, they're creating for you a sense of, as I said, there's a sense of renewal when they do that. There's no sense of renewal in these seasons. It's just, here's a new tiny gymnasium to run around in. If you don't like the gymnasium, well, then there's not much for you. And I think that's okay, but I think a lot of people are looking for more. They're like, they're just, there should be more than this in the game to, you know, make it again, make it feel fresh. So giving a new content loop and making the game feel like it's been refreshed is, is what the next annual pass should really focus on. At least that's what, that's what I would attempt to do. And I think that the the Ada bounties and all the NPCs and all the year one loot is the key in doing that. I think that's the key. That's the, that's sort of the key to unlock so much more grind in destiny than we presently have. Do you think Thorn will only be available if you choose the drifter and the allegiance quest and maybe you'll get Rose for Vanguard? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that's how they're going to set it up the way that they uh, that they've they've set this up it doesn't it doesn't feel like they would do that that feels like that's a pretty sharp split um, if you I mean if you if you basically choose wrong you can't get the thorn I mean I guess I guess that would make sense because you could switch characters but if you don't have a second character that'd be really really annoying 
Um, and plus, it actually lists them as separate quests on the map, so I don't think this is even a possibility. I think they're, they've even been listed um, as, as separate quests, so yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. Static Gridlock. Not a reckoning question, but who are you siding with, Drifter or Vanguard? Probably Vanguard, just to, I'm sorry, probably Drifter just to see what's going on. I don't really care about Vanguard. IZ says, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but when they rotate gamut mats, doesn't the boss mechanics change too? No. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, when they rotate maps. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I highly, highly doubt that the other maps are going to have different mechanics. People are struggling now with the concept of killing the killing the envoys and then stepping on an empowerment plate. I mean, they're already str- people are already struggling with that concept. So I'd be re- I, I don't know. I'd be more concerned if they bring a new <laughs> a new mechanic to every map. I, again, I think it's okay to have things that aren't casual friendly, but you want it to be accessible and enjoyable from a matchmaking perspective because if not you're just going to bleed that you're going to bleed the playlist dry. Now, again, what I said about trials, though, the trials bounties come into the comp playlist. I, I do think, I do think, you could potentially bring that same thing to Gambit Prime. You can let Gambit Prime get sweatier and sweatier and sweatier. That's totally fine. If you're filling the hopper of players, that funnel of players, if you're filling it with casuals because you've got really, really good player player volition over um, over the bounties, because if you had that, if you had that bounty system in place, that was in the spirit of the trials bounties, then it doesn't matter that it's sweaty. It's like trials. You're always going to kind of have people just kind of in there, just accepting that you know, yeah, we'll probably get beat up. That's okay. We're getting loot. PhDJ says, unless you really enjoy Gambit Prime, it seems that Reckoning isn't that enticing with loot drops. What do you think can be done to enhance the loot? As I said in my video, I think the main thing they need to focus on is player agency. You've created a fun loop. I think all three Reckonings are probably going to be pretty fun. I think Reckoning 1 is fun. I think Reckoning 2 was really, really good. The modifiers and you know the pacing was good, but there's no agency. So it's just like, I may or may not get a weapon... Uh, I may get nothing. I may I may spend the next however long working on this and get and get literally nothing. So again, the the issue of agency is always going to sort of be present, and the Ada bounties are the best mixture of RNG and player agency. You know what gun you're going after, and you're going until you get the roll that you want. That's a good uh, that's a good mixture. Dragon Skin says, "How do you feel about Bungie changing the way that new Pinnacle quests?" are now triumphs. Do you think they should have left it like it was, a trackable quest icon? It is a little bit more difficult for people to have it front and center, uh, I think, but at least it's in your inventory. It's not like you're completely in the dark and they're hiding it from you. I mean, you can go to the quest and it says what you need to do. So I don't necessarily think they've made some sort of a, like a tactical error. Like, oh, people can't even track the quest. I mean, right now I go into my inventory and it literally says, um, oh, I don't have it on this guy. I mean, it tells you what triumph you need to go complete. Now, it'd be nice if you could like push something on that bounty to track the, 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 the thing. Like make it to where you're tracking the triumph through the bounty or something. You know, I don't know. I don't think it's a huge issue, but I do think maybe it should be a little bit more front and center because it is a pinnacle grind. Um, it is a it is a pinnacle weapon grind. 
Rattler says, even if you're a solo player, T1 armor wouldn't be good. No, it doesn't do anything. It's too low. The only reason to grind for the prime armor is to get the is to get the perks. You're trying to get a full invader set. If you get a full invader set of tier one, it doesn't do anything for you. It gives you that. What is it? One perk? I mean, here, I'll show you right now. I'll show you right now. Do I have any pieces to equip? I don't. I, how much do you need for the first perk? Is it is it just... I think you can get the first perk active. Isn't the second perk six? I think the second perk is six. Which means if you, if you run... It's three, six, and ten. Right. So the second perk is six. This means if you run five pieces of tier one, you can't even get the second perk to activate. The armor is worthless. It doesn't do anything for you. It, it literally... It literally is, I mean, you can get the first one off of three. That's one piece of tier three armor is equal to three pieces of tier one. Like, it just, unless you pop a synth. Right, like, do you really want to be popping synth the whole time? I don't know. Again, I understand. If they would have made tier one and tier two upgradable, people would have never gone into tier three. They would have farmed the easier tiers and then just upgraded the armor. But at the same time, maybe let people break them down for some sort of a synth turnover rate so it doesn't take, it doesn't, you know, completely override it. You know, guys, if you're coming in and asking about the thorn quest, ow, if you're coming in and asking about the thorn quest, it goes live in 45 minutes, resets in 45 minutes, resets, not the same because of the time change. Okay. There was a time change. We sprung forward and the servers don't do anything when we do that. So for the longest time, reset was at 1 PM. Then it was at 12 PM Eastern. Now it's back to being at 1 PM Eastern, uh, 10 AM Pacific time. So you got a 45 minute wait. If you're enjoying the show and the back and forth in the conversation, uh, please click the follow button. That is the heart button. That is a free and easy way uh, to support what I do. Uh, you can click that. We don't do subathons or substreaks, but if you like the back and forth, it's like an interactive radio show. I include you guys in the content. I do these segments for both Destiny 2, Anthem, and I will be doing it for Division 2 as well. So stick around and enjoy the show, and we will be checking out the quest in 40 minutes or so. Can the meatball only spawn in tier one? He can spawn in Gambit as well. Regular Gambit in tier one. I don't think he can spawn in the other tiers because the other tiers, the boss fight was completely different. The boss fight was the big knights in tier two with the, with the big blades. Uh, Bumble 17. Has the lack of new loot and perks, especially on armor, exaggerated the problems of infusion? We are infusing our old gear because new gear isn't really exciting enough. Sorry if this is a repeated question. That's not a repeating question. Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean... Yeah, I, I do think they've got really nice new perks on the guns. I was excited to see new perks, not just new perks, but good perk synergy, especially like on the auto rifle. And there was like a reverse of trench barrel on the shotgun. I would say, um, I don't know. I would say that you could, you could argue that armor doesn't have a lot of depth. So what are they going to really add? And what are they going to really give you that's going to make you chase an armor piece armor perks can only be so influential we're already pretty freaking strong in the game we've already got pretty strong builds with the right exotic pieces there's only so many things they can do with armor perks so i'm not going to like hold my breath for them to like reinvent armor i think the reason that infusion is painful and 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 bad is because it's it's the wrong it the currency is muddled and it doesn't make any sense the currency is muddled it just doesn't make any sense that's the main problem i don't have an issue i do not have an issue with 
with them saying that you know you got to spend some currency if you want you know if you want to run then you know the new loot i'm okay with that that doesn't necessarily bother me but what i'm not okay with is people feeling like the currency is strangling their choice enhancement cores are for the mastery of items it is for it is for capstoning your gear taking it up to masterwork i also think enhancement cores should be used for enhancing perks you suddenly take the you know hand cannon reloader that you have and you enhance it and make an enhancement an enhanced hand cannon reloader that makes so much more sense of the currency it's meant to be capstone investment in gear not a pain point for player choice oh it extends the content no it doesn't if i get a sidearm that drops at 660 the game sees me as having a kinetic weapon at 660 you haven't slowed down my leveling you've just frustrated my player choice Man, it's a loot-based game. I can only play for two hours. I just got a nice drop for my energy slot. I'd like to infuse it into my shotgun. And I can't, because I don't have enhancement cores. Oh, just go get enhancement cores. The enhancement core grind is terrible. Tangled Shore for spider fragments. The ghost fragments. Ghost fragments don't even stack high enough to buy the six bounties. The six bounties are only going to give you one enhancement core each. Half... Half of those enhancement core bounties give you uh, HVTs to stand around and wait for. You know, every time I tune in, you're complaining, I'm out. Here, I'll help you. Don't come back. This is a problem in the game, and I'm highlighting it. I take up for the community, and where I see there's pain points in the leveling and frustrations. If you don't like it, go find some fair-weather fan of the game who plays it when it's relevant, and it gives glib positivity and no critical feedback. Like, go watch them. Um, I, that's, that's where I think there's an enormous pain point of leveling and it's staggered because of the enhancement core grind. That's literally, that's a problem that's been around since Forsaken. This isn't a new complaint. This isn't a new complaint from the community. It isn't. It isn't. And if you want to side with the, with the content creators that are like, enhancement cores are fine, enhancement cores aren't a problem, listen to how illogical they are. They say that infusion should be a pain point, and then in the next breath they say it's not a pain point for them. Right? Oh, I, I just play how I play. I always have enhancement cores. Think about how l- ludicrous that is. Enha- infusion should be painful. And then in the next breath, they're like, it's not painful for me. I always have enhancement cores. What if I said that to you? How ludicrous would that be as I sit on a mountain of 109 enhancement cores? Enha- infusion should be painful. Enhancement cores should should definitely be in there, right? And then I, as I sit, as I sit on, uh, it's not a pain point for me. So ultimately, when you parse what they're saying, what they're saying is infusion should be painful for everybody else. Welcome back to Destiny. New power level, 700. Have fun getting there. It's RNG on your milestones. Half the milestones are in content that you might not like, whether it's the raid, Gambit, or Crucible. Depending on where you fall as a player, where your affinities lie, you might not even want to run these things. You're going to feel forced to, and RNG could give you the item that you don't need. Then on top of that, when it's time to infuse, you're not going to have a currency, because hardcore players offer, you know, volleyed for and fought for a pain point that doesn't touch them. It, the, it's ludicrous. The leveling system, the leveling system and infusion system is ludicrous. It's not empowering for the player. It disrupts value points within their own content. 
You can't tell people you've got new content, new power levels, and new things for them to do, and then throw a bunch of illogical hurdles in their way because some hardcore players argued for things that are bad for the player base. Get it out of there. Stop being stubborn. You accepted the player's feedback months ago, Cosmo. He gets on the forums. Thank you. We've encapsulated your ideas about enhancement cores. He summarizes the player's feedback, and they do nothing. Clearly, leveling's a problem. Because they offered power surge bounties. Leveling's fine, Lono. Just play. Oh, really? Why are there power surge bounties then to get people to 640 if if leveling is fine? How? What? It's not fine. It's clearly not fine. That's why they're offering band-aids to fix it. Get rid of the soft cap so people can run whatever the frick they want and get bumps. If you're getting plus twos and plus threes on public events and strikes, it's still going to take you a while to level up, but you can play the content that you want and you can feel a sense of empowerment and a sense of movement in the game. And then when it's time to infuse, you're not faced with the muddled and conflicted currency. Listen, as a hardcore player, do you know what I should be doing with these enhancement cores? I should be enhancing myself. Enhancing perks, masterworking items, masterworking guns. Do you know what I'm not doing? I'm not doing that. I'm sitting on the currency. Why? Because I know I'm going to need it for infusion, and I'd rather solve that pain point than get marginal benefits on my weapons and my armor. It is a dysfunctional currency in the game. You will never, I've not seen a good argument for it yet. The only arguments I've seen are contradictory ones. It should be a pain point. It's not a pain point for me. (sighs) SB2D. The difficulty of content is usually release easiest to hardest. However, in some examples, the hard mode was released first. Do you think releasing the hard mode first is a good way to release content? I mean, I don't think I don't think um, they've ever released hard mode first. I'm not sure what you're referring to. Now, in Take in King's Fall, they designed hard mode first, and then they dialed back from there, and that's why the transition from normal to hard in King's Fall was the last and most perfect transition from normal to hard. Wrath was pretty good. Wrath was pretty good. Wrath got better, especially when they added the challenge mode. But Prestige Leviathan was not a good transition. Prestige Raid Layers were not a good transition. It was not a good transition from normal to hard. The, the, the last sort of really, really good method of going from normal to hard was King's Fall, and that's because they designed hard first. I think they need to recapture that philosophy. I don't like them jettisoning, like, just completely a, a complete jettison of the, the idea of having hard content. Like, there's just no more Prestige anymore. I don't like that, but they kind of needed to make that decision because the philosophy for hard content in both Leviathan and the Leviathan layers was horrible and the community didn't like it. Uh, Chooch Magoo with three months. Thank you. That is a blue badge. Drift Juice with the Prime sub. Thank you. Uh, uh, Cheerer, Anonymous Cheerer with 100 bits. Thank you. And Gracula with the Prime sub a little while ago. Thank you. Sorry I missed that. Mm-mm-mm. Last Wish had no hard. No, yeah, they didn't do hard for Last Wish. Now think about it. Last Wish, they could have, they could have, oh my gosh, they could have easily, easily dialed back what was required in Last Wish for Last Wish Normal. And that would have been a great, great spectrum. It would have been a great, great spectrum. Why do you play the game if you complain about every aspect of the game? By the way, Power Surge Bonies are helping new players catch up. It's not a problem if they're accounting for the players to come back in immediate. Okay, but what you're saying is contradictory. 
Think about what they've said about the annual pass. The annual pass is an extension of the end game for the hardcore hobbyist players. That is what they've said. Sure, it helps new players. I applaud the decision to give new players inroads to the end, but that is not why power surge bounties are there. When Black Armory landed, 12% of the community was at max power. They have a leveling problem. And I'm not complaining about every aspect of the game. I love this game and I love the community and I'm looking at what they're attempting to do with the annual pass and I am providing feedback. If they want the next annual pass to be more successful, to capture and keep more people, they need to consider everything I'm saying because I'm not saying something that was like dreamed up in my, in in, in like a nap that I took. It's what the community's been saying since Forsaken launch. Great job. We love it. Random rolls. No more double primary. Good job, Bungie. Now let's fine-tune these other things. If you think Forsaken was like the end of the matter, I got news for you. The game still has enormous flaws that are imports and carryovers from a bad vanilla launch. Vanilla D2 was bad. Like, really bad, almost franchise-ending bad. Forsaken, like, brought the game, like, clear, boom. It, It, like, it brought the game back from the brink of death. Okay, and and now it's recovering as it's recovering. I'm basically your physical therapist. Okay, here's how you're going to make these things better. You got the game off of death's doorstep. Now let's talk about making leveling and infusing more sensible. Let's talk about player agency and RNG and how great Ada was. I praise the Ada bounties up and down. They're good. Do more of it. Scourge of the past. One of the best raids they've ever made. One of the best boss fights they've ever made. Do more stuff like that. But none of these things matter. None of these things matter. A bounty system, Ada bounty system, refreshing loot pools, none of that matters if returning players feel like they can't get anything going. Don't you see? I'm trying to get the door open for people. It's the same thing. I make the same criticisms of Anthem. Masterworks and Anthem are a doorway into really fun builds. People can't get Masterworks, they're going to stop playing. And that has happened in Anthem. It's the same idea accessibility is so so different than casualification and I think a lot of accessibility argumentation on reddit and the forums twitter and in my streams I think when we argue for accessibility I think people hear casualification and they're naturally gun shy of that they're like yo Lono this is what ruined destiny don't you remember destiny 2 year 1 it was casualified to the heckin it was casualified to heckin back you're right you are correct When I argue for player agency and RNG, you have to understand I'm actually creating structures that are built for hardcore players, not casuals. However, I'm leaving the porch light on for the casuals. If you have player agency and RNG in Ada's bounties, that's great for the guy who only has a couple hours a week. Why? Why? Because if you only have a couple hours a week, you can get the weapon and try it out. You don't need a god roll to try it out. It's perfect for the casual player. It's also perfect for the hardcore player. Because if you want a god roll ringing nail or a god roll blast furnace, you can grind to your heart's content. You can grind to your heart's content. I don't think that guy was talking about me. Uh, cause he just said, I want the game to be great. I'm kind of, com- I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of confused why he got timed out. I think that one might've been a misclick. I don't think he was referring to me cause he just said Lona loves the game and wants it to be great. I think we may have misunderstood, uh, his previous statement. 
<clears throat> it was a back and forth. Okay, I trust you, Mel. In any case, in any case, I am criticizing what I see to be unnecessary hurdles. If you want to defend the leveling system and you want to defend infusion being a pain point, you need to make a definitive argument about how they are value points for the community. I do not believe that they are. A leveling system that is rooted in RNG and potential frustration is not a value point for the community. Infusion being costly is not a value point for the community. Get them the frick out of the game. Why? Because they are unnecessary hurdles that are making it difficult for people to come back and engage with the content and enjoy the content. Get them out. They're not value points. Now, I would never agree with somebody saying, well, I want to be able to get the raid gear without playing the raid. No, uh uh-uh. I'll never sign on to that. That's casualification. That's making things too accessible. That's disrupting the logic of the game. The, the logic of the game is if you want the if you want the good stuff, go do the good stuff. That's always been that way. One K voices and one um, K voices in the anarchy are arguably needing some some nightfall RNG. If you run the raid, you know, ten times and never get it to drop, your drop rate should maybe go up, kind of the same way they do with nightfalls. But all in all, I arguing for hurdles to be removed because I don't see them as value points I've never seen a good argument for them being value points I'm arguing for the player do you honestly think slow down a minute like this guy does nothing but complain why does he continue to play the game I'm not arguing for myself okay slow down let's just calm down and breathe I don't argue for myself do you have any idea how good it is for me as a streamer to have things that take a long time to do that's more content that's more grind for me it takes me a longer time to do certain things it's more things to do I I can go for masterwork cores enhancement cores I can go for power level grinds I can go for god rolls those hurdles don't touch me I, 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 I careen right over them Woo! I got enhancement cores, no problem. Woo! I can play for nine or ten hours a day, no problem. I'll I'll eventually hit deltas pretty at a decent clip. I'm not arguing for me. I don't argue for myself. I argue for the community. I play for the user. Like that's me. I'm not arguing for me. Next question, Fed44. How do you feel about the Thorn Quest supposedly having PvP and PvE or PvE pass to complete different quest steps for it? I just think they're gun-shy after last word. I think they're gun-shy after last word. People didn't like last word being like... It was interpreted by the community as being something that was disproportionately hard um, and led to, you know, frustration. And ultimately people are going to get the gun anyway, right? They're going to get it anyway. They're, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to grind and slog through and get thorn no matter what. So I think they just said, you know what? I, people really hated the last word quest. Let's just casualify this. Now, I'm not saying I agree with that sentimentality. I don't think that that's a good idea. I think the last word quest was easy. <laughs> it was not hard. It's not hard. People grossly overstated the case of how punishing it was. I mean, grossly. There were people that just flat out lied and said, I was at 71% and then went all the way back down to zero. That is basically impossible unless you literally loaded into games and set the dadgum controller down and died 70-something times in a row and got no kills. So people grossly overstated how difficult the last word quest was. However, perception is everything. 
perception is everything. So there was the perception in the community that it was like, we just want the weapon for Frick's sake. Let us get the weapon. You're going to add insult to injury. Let's just be honest. You're going to add insult to injury if you if you let people get thorn who are good and they get it really really fast and then you're going into the crucible to work on your thorn and you're getting killed by thorn I think Bungie said you know what everybody's going to end up with the dadgum thing it's going to make the crucible just flow with salty tears let's just give it to everybody who gives a frick the shiny shirt today you like it it's power rangers it's power rangers it's, it's hard to get the light to hit it properly uh, Apollo. I saw that they conferred multiple stacks of synths is a bug. Uh, they weren't supposed they uh, and they were supposed to be limited twenty per type. Without difficult, they are to consistently farm one per game. Uh, Army of One Invader, Bank Fifty, modes for collector. How do you feel about limitation? Okay, so you're saying I'm not supposed to be able to get more than twenty. Okay, here's my thought. Okay. Am, are you really going to need that many? Wh- are, why are you never pivoting to Reckoning? Now, I'm not telling you how to play, but like, are, why do you have that many? I, I don't understand. I would think that they, the rhythm that they kind of want people to hit is you play Prime for a little bit, and then you go do Reckoning. You play Prime for a little bit, and then you go do Reckoning. Now, your pushback might be, well, hang on, Lono. When it's time for me to do Tier 3, I need 3 cents. 20 is not even enough to do it 7 times. That's six times and then I'm out, okay? What if I just wanted to run tier three all day? I hear where you're coming from. And I would say that capping sense isn't necessary. I'm not going to die on the hill because it ain't that hard for you to play some gambit. Hey guys, I just hit 18. Let's go run some, let's go run some tier three. Okay, no worries. You go and run some tier three. Tier three ain't going to be a quick walk in the park, I don't think. Even if it is, I still think you're going to probably feel that sense of six, six tier threes. Now we can go run a couple gambits. I don't think it's a it's a it's an enormous hindrance to your experience. Is it frustrating for the person that just wants to, you know, is it frustrating for the person that just wants to kind of do their thing and grind tier 3 for a long long time? Sure. Um, but I again, I'm not I'm not going to die on that hill cuz I don't think it's disrupting your flow that much. Is it disrupting some people's flow? Yes. The lion's share of the community probably not. Probably not. Uh, Dante Norris. It seems that the curated versions of the new guns have a chance to drop when you do specific tasks in Gambit. What do you think of the benefit of something like this being applied to other game modes? I don't like it, and here's why. Now, the curated role isn't necessarily the best role, but it certainly is a really good role, and it's typically the one that people seek. You know, it's typically the one that is sought after. This is a this is a large large pivot away from season of the forge because in season of the forge you were grinding over and over and over and over and over again for a a role and the powerful frames did seem to have a high probability of getting a a curated role but my problem with this is when we were playing with Benji he invades a lot and gets sniper kills and he's gotten the curated sniper he said like six or seven times that feels like escalation protocol to me it feels like a, you're just getting a static role now. That's not a pr- that's not a problem if there's player agency for other roles. What if you don't want the curated role? It seems that the, the the path of getting it is doing something specific in Gambit, and then you get the curated role. 
So in my mind, I think they could kind of combine both. I think they could leave it as is, but add those agency bounties where you go to Drifter and for that week, maybe he's got the sidearm and the shotgun. And that's what he has that week. And you can farm for them as many times as you freaking want. And if you manage to get them to drop, they drop curated. I don't know. I love the idea of getting a gun at a rhythm and an interval and random rolls being kind of like, what do I get? What do I get? What do I get? Instead of, oh, if I do this thing, eventually I'm going to get the curated roll. I know you can get the random roll by doing the thing, Johnny, but there is a clear and visible propensity toward the curated rolls. I mean, when he when when Benji says he's gotten the thing like six or seven times, and they've almost always been a, a curated roll, I don't know. I think I think that's I think it's clear that they're that they're they're having a propensity uh, to that. Uh, check out the Reddit post about the destinations looking like Riven's eyes. The destinations looking like Riven's eyes. Um. Wait, he's. Are you freaking serious? Is that true? Is that Riven Map? Is this just like a real subtle joke? Yeah, I mean it's it's eh, the right side's a little tenuous. The right side's a little tenuous because you don't you definitely have like a conflict in the middle, a little bit. Show us side by side. I can't. I'm not. I'm not set up for it. I'm not set up for it. There's definitely something there, though. <laughs> uh, deeds. Are you excited for Thorn's comeback? Uh, the lore surrounding Thorn. Last word. It's some of my favorite. I'm happy I found out uh, its way into the game. Uh, who are you pledged to? I'm gonna pledge to Drifter. Uh, I don't really care about Thorn. I hope it destroys the Crucible so people can complain about that instead of anything else. So we don't have any more uh, precious items getting nerfed. Uh, CKS Jericho in regards of leveling should Destiny 2 go to how it was in Rise of Iron where running strikes get you bare minimum requirement to run the raid and let the prime engrams milestones ETC get you actual power I've already addressed this many many times remove the remove the soft cap just let people play content and level you level up more the harder the content milestones could be really really potentially really really big jumps and just let people play and level if they're running strikes and pub events they get plus twos that's going to take a long time to level up if you're only getting plus twos but you would still feel a sense of progression and you can play the content that you want that's it if you're new to the stream resets in 20 minutes we're going to check out the quest i'll stop doing question and answer when that happens if you're enjoying the content if you're enjoying the back and forth the interactive radio style i do this all the time i pick a topic i do like a 10 minute segment and then i take your questions question and answer usually goes for about two hours i do this in anthem i'm going to do it in division two if you like this style of content please click the follow button that's the little heart button that's a free and easy way to support what i do bt bay do you think a good reason to grind max power would be that every drop would be max light after you hit well that's another stupid thing about the leveling i haven't even talked about uh demon eater thank you so much for the prime sub and divinity within with nine months a little bit ago thank you oof 911 with the prime sub thank you i haven't even talked about that once you get to 700 why doesn't everything drop at 700 that, that's another thing that doesn't make sense in the leveling i can't round up i can't round off my gear Look at this homie just looking at the traveler with me. You the man. Um, like that doesn't make any sense either. I've consistently said when you hit max power, the whole game should change. The whole game should change. 
Everybody should have suddenly should have bounties and ornamental pursuits. Every NPC should suddenly have bounties, rank, and ornamental pursuits that you can grind if you want once you hit max power. Make getting the max power fairly easy and make the whole game change when you hit max power. Milestones should completely change when you're at max power. Because once you hit max power, 80% of the game, 90% of the game doesn't freaking matter to you anymore. You just kind of like, eh, don't need it. Destiny Boy. Do you think a solo player like me will find enjoyment out of this season? I'm currently not a fan of Gambit. If you're not a fan of Gambit, there's not a whole lot for you here. There's not a whole lot for you here. I hate to tell you that. Uh, Reckoning is match made and it's tough. Gambit Prime is match made and it's tough. So you can play as a solo player, but you're probably going to get frustrated. Probably. Uh... Next question for Bear Boss. I can get Malfeasance Quest from doing Reckoning? I have no idea. Probably yes. The meatball shows up in Tier 1 and Clintus got the ship. Or I'm sorry, the Sparrow. He got the Sparrow from the meatball. So you can farm the meatball in Tier 1 Reckoning if you don't feel like farming Gambit. Because then you don't have to worry about winning. You just kill him and it's not that hard. JD Gamer, with Thorn coming out today, uh, do you think we could run into complaints like Last Word not being like D1 but how people thought Last Word was bad in D2 even though it's not? I don't want to speculate on that. I think it's going to cause a lot of frustration in Crucible, but that's what the Thorn does. It's called Thorn for a reason. Uh, Jinja 300. With Trials not coming back uh, for some time, would you like to see them add Trials weapons and armor to Reckoning? I saw some people say that. I saw some people say that. Not a not a big concern of mine right now. That pool, that Trials weapon pool is just another year one weapon pool they're not using. Um... The 1K boost has been has been has been fixed. Oh, well, we knew that wasn't gonna last. Snack. Sorry, just tuning in in case you mentioned this already. Do you think the Allegiance quest will have ramifications for your character in the future? No, they don't do that. Uh, FWC Guardian. Do you think Bungie can do anything uh, to make new loot more worth grinding for? My best gear is still year one gear I've been using for months. I continue to say that the breakneck is the key to the future of Destiny's weapon system. The breakneck should have dropped random roll, and the curated roll should be the one with onslaught. If you make more perks like onslaught and the one that was on the loaded question and things like desperado, and you throw that on a curated roll, and you got a bounty that you can grind for the gun over and over and over again, and you're getting random rolls, that's how you do it. All you have to do is make things that are at the level of these guns. I don't need a shotgun to be better than Ikelos. Just give me a cool shotgun with a unique perk that matches the efficiency of Ikelos or the efficiency of Midnight Coup. That's all you have to do. Work within the seal of efficiency of that gun, and there you go. Breakneck's just a curated hazard of the cast. It gets random rolls. Again, I think you're missing what I'm saying. That's the future of the content. So if you put... Um, if you put an old-fashioned bounty in Devrim K that rotated every couple of weeks when you were grinding for the old-fashioned you're getting random rolls and there's a curated roll with a unique perk on it and that unique perk makes the old-fashioned as good as a midnight coup boom you're done that's all they have to do one or two weapons per NPC per season and then you give them a curated roll with a cool perk and then that's all you have to do You don't have to come up with amazing perks. You don't have to come up with mind-blowing weapons. Use cool weapons, give them a cool curated roll, and let people grind for what they want to use. And then you're done. You just refresh the whole game every season. 
If you love the IO armor, you can grind for the roles that you want. Give the armor year two treatment, let you put mods in it, let you, you know, get the perks. Let us use enhancement cores to enhance perks. And now I have a reason to grind for a whole armor set on a planet because I think it looks cool. If again, you hit 700 and then all of a sudden every NPC has a rank and ornamental things to earn, you could get ornaments on the guns from IO. You could get ornaments on the armor from IO. And now you have that reason to grind IO that you never had before. The update is in 15 minutes. Wilhams, what do you think about Luke Smith meant by what we have planned after Season of Opulence, like Age of Triumph or another Forsaken style expansion? My theory at this point is whatever they had planned for September was going to be a Taken Queen style event. They might have even called the DLC Taken Queen. We're going back to the Dreadnought. That is easy to deduce from things they've said about the path that the Light of the Traveler hits at the end of the cutscene credits. We go to Mars, then we go to um, I'm sorry, you go Mercury, then you go to Mars, and then you go to the Reef, then you go to the Dreadnought. Well, we haven't gone to the Dreadnought yet, okay? We haven't gone to the Dreadnought yet, so we have to go to the Dreadnought next. My theory is whatever they had planned for September has been busted up into another annual pass. So we will not be getting a $40 DLC in September. We will be getting a Kickstart DLC that'll cost 35 bucks, and it'll be an annual pass. It'll be the first piece of a season that runs into, I don't even know... The only thing that'll be difficult, the only thing to be difficult about doing that is, is if it lands in September, the season, when does the season change? I don't actually know. So opulence, I think, would run till September, and then September would run until, I mean, when did we start season of the Drifter? A week ago, end of February? So I don't, I don't know how that would, that would time, but I, I, I think that's what they're going to do. That's just my theory. If they already had what was built for September mostly built, then right now I would assume they're working on the next annual pass. And the next annual pass is likely going to be a recycling of everything from year one. They'll repurpose Escalation Protocol, Blind Well, the Infinite Forest, all the planets, all the NPC loot pools. They'll probably... um, Escalation Protocol, Blind Well, Infinite Force, they'll repurpose the forges. They'll repurpose all these pockets of the game that are loopable, and then they'll rep- and then they'll, they'll replenish uh, they'll replenish the, the loop pools as well. That's what I think I think that's gonna be part of the next annual pass, but I also think they might beef up the next annual pass by breaking up what was meant to be September's DLC. Uh, Bear Boss, can I get Malfeasance Quest from Reckoning? We already addressed this. We think so. Chappy Chat, uh, have you ever have you found a better alternative to Escalation Protocol Shoddy for the energy slot? I tried Merciless, but it still didn't feel as powerful. A lot of people are really, really enjoying the um, the Trace Rifles. Prometheus and Coldheart are really strong after the buff, and then you can use Telesto. Outside of that, Fusions still suck. Snipers have a place very infrequently, and so do bows. But for the most part, secondary weapons are still falling into those kind of uh, those kind of lanes. Lord of Wolves is apparently god tier as well. That's another exotic. So Lord of Wolves is very very strong. Badlander is still just another high rate of fire shotgun. So if you're going to use Badlander, you should honestly you should use Ikelos shotgun over Badlander because. Uh, trench barrel resetting after three shots doesn't mess with your DPS flow anymore because of the fire rate of the weapon. So making Ikelos is then superior to Badlander for that reason. You get a damage buff every three shots as long as you take the punch, and you should be taking the punch because it doesn't disrupt the flow of the gun's fire rate almost at all. It barely disrupts it. Uh, Favorite raid, Wrath of the Machine, followed by King's Fall, followed by the rest of them. I don't know. 
crispy waffles. How does Bungie uh, not need the positive response to the grind loop that is the Black Armory weapons and then ignore what works the next season? I talked about this yesterday. I don't think the same teams work on them. Whoever was working on Black Armory was not working on Drifter. Vicarious Visions is working on Penumbra. So it's like they're not talking. It happened with Rise of Iron. They bring Rise of Iron, Age of Triumph, there's all these quality of life improvements to the game, all these changes everybody celebrates, Destiny 2 lands, and all those quality of life things are not there. Why? Whoever was working on Destiny 2 Vanilla had been working on it for years at that point, and the value add and the things that the live team brought with Rise of Iron and Age of Triumph couldn't be shoved into Destiny 2. Same thing here. Man, people really like the Ada bounties. People really like the agency, the, the player agency and the grind. Man, we better put that in Season of the Drifter. Too late. Season of the Drifter is done and ready to ship. Inches. With Trials needing a new coat of paint, what do you think a system where you could combine supers as long as they were the same type, void on void, could get some pretty creative results? This sounds insane. Like I, I, I appreciate you're trying to be creative, but if you're trying to get competitive, you're, you're asking for mayhem, mayhem. Like That doesn't sound like Trials to me. That sounds nuts. Uh, Major Glory. Would having Tier 2 and 3 gear as ornaments be a better option than the current structure? Um... You know what? I love where your head's at. What if they could do that? You could grind tier 1, tier 2 for ornaments. Like, you could get the weapons and you could break them down and then get, like, an ornament, like, an ornament token and you buy ornaments from Drifter. That could be cool. Uh, Bisky. What do you think about the Legend of Acrius nerf now that Lord of Wolves is better shotgun for DPS than a power weapon shotgun? I mean, listen, the truth of the matter is Acrius is just not a great... <laughs> it's not a great weapon. So... I mean, they'll have to buff the snot out of it to make it be keeping up with most of the things in the power level slot. Like, truth be told. Uh, Leo Leo Pick says, What do you think about Tier 3? Will it have ra- will it have raid-like loot or something cool? No idea. We've seen the weapon pool already, so I don't know what else it could have. Maybe an exotic. Uh, Poon Prodigy. I'm really intrigued with the 9 in their role in Reckoning, but do you think they'll elaborate on this after Tier 3, or will it be left out? Uh, what about Callus? Um, I don't actually have any opinions on this because I've not studied the nine enough. So I think it's cool that they're bringing them back in, but I don't. I don't have much to say about it. Uh, and Kenton, do you think Drifter and the emissary of the nine used to be a thing? <laughs> I just what the frick is this? As the world turns, I as the as the as the traveler turns, I I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Your cat, uh, you cat a kid. Uh, what is more important? Having sets and risk everyone looking the same or having no sets so you can look the way that you want. Well, if there's sets everywhere, it doesn't really matter, does it? If I can grind for the armor armor perks that I want, then I can grind for an EDZ set of armor if I like it. You know? All right, all right. Telemundo on the field. Hope you're proud. Muy bien. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just... The, the as long as there's a set everywhere then it really doesn't matter if you can grind for the EDZ set and get the perks that you want then you look cool and you look how you want and have the perks that you want that's why bringing those back is so important that impression is Pock Champ, how you living hotshot bank those moats and summon a prime evil Aunt Kenton do you th- like the lore bits they put into the new content I haven't been reading them <laughs> 
because I don't care about that kind of stuff. Uh, Krizik says, Hi, I see a pretty big problem with Pinnacle Weapon. I think the more Pinnacle Weapons we will have situations like Vanilla D2, uh, one exotic weapon plus two Pinnacle Weapons without random rolls will be the best option, and no one will care about random rolls on other weapons. I don't think this is true. I don't think this is true. And, and the reason, and the reason for that is, a Pinnacle Primary can only be so good. It can only be so good. You can only kill things so fast. Uh, so, if it, same deal with secondary weapons, you can only kill trash um, mid tier and, and and majors and shield enemies so fast. You can only kill them so fast. I mean, so as long as they're performing at the ceiling, it doesn't matter. Pinnacle, like a pinnacle weapon, like the breakneck, is still on par with a god roll. Warden's Law, uh, the Midnight Coup, or I don't know any other any other Pinnacle primary that you want to run. It doesn't even have to be Pinnacle, just a God roll, a good roll. So, uh, Outland Outlandry uh, says, "What are your thoughts around spawning into Reckoning mid round? I have yet to spawn into the beginning of the round, and depending on the time left, sometimes I'll hang by the bank instead of jumping in." I mean, I'm concerned if that's happening. That means people are quitting. If people are quitting, that means that they're they're not enjoying themselves and more people are having your experience too. I, that shouldn't happen. Do you think Bungie will really use a new engine? I um, think they need to. I think they need to. There are new consoles on the horizon and you're on the PC landscape now. I don't think you can continue to use this engine. I do not think that they can. I don't think it's a coincidence that after they said they were no longer working with Activision, a bunch of their devs suddenly started tweeting about the Unreal Engine. I just, I don't think that that was a coincidence. I really, really don't. I think that there, there is something there. Uh, thank you for two months, uh, Red Strike Tiger. Motzel. In your mind, do characters have a personality or character traits? For the quest, I'm going Vanguard for Titan, Drifter for Hunter, not sure yet for Warlock. Just wondering what kind of connection. I always did that. I went uh, I went Future War Cult with my Hunter. I went Titan Dead Orbit, and I went Warlock for New Monarchy. That felt right? I don't know. I don't know why. That's just what I did? I, I didn't base that off of anything other than maybe how the stuff looked you know and Kenton says I personally like the reckoning grind out of the many ways to grind EP black armory reckoning which is your favorite I don't mind the reckoning grind I don't like the lack of agency I thought the agency with Ada's bounties was better I love knowing at this interval I get the orchid hand cannon and I just keep going and I just keep going, and I just keep going, and then eventually I get the roll that I want. I love that. It just brought me back to D1 Imago Loop Farms. Oddler12, what are your thoughts on Trials? What version of Trials would you like to see come back? Trials can't come back. It can't. We just have to accept that it can't come back right now. They would need to jettison probably half the maps, because half the maps are terrible for that environment. Um, 3v3 elimination would be the way to do it, but they got to figure out the meta. They have to figure out the meta right now. Too many choke point lane lane choke, you know, maps. There'd be too many maps that have uh, spawn. You know, this is the best spawn. I just, I don't think they can bring trials back right now unless they drastically change the meta. Not drastically. That the, the meta needs addressed and the maps just. I don't think the maps would work. So many of the maps were designed for four v four lane camp crap, and I just don't think that's going to work for trials. T Funk, do you think Destiny is having an identity crisis? 
I don't think they're having an identity crisis. I feel like they're molting. You know how like a bird or a snake kind of molts and sheds skin and sheds feathers and stuff. I feel like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to shake off the what they did what they did to this game in Destiny 2. They still haven't gotten rid of that skin yet. It's still there. Why aren't scouts good? Why aren't scouts good, Lono? Well, because the content wasn't built for scouts. It was built for double primary. So it's really, really difficult to find places to put scouts. So I don't think it's an identity crisis. I think they're trying to shed the mistakes of the past. Double primary and the random rolls are great, but you can still look at it and sense the fingerprints of vanilla. It's still there. What I just said about trials not coming back. I just said about trials not coming back. Why? There's still a presence of D- D2 vanilla. Year one is still there hurting PvP. So I, I, they, they have to shed a lot of that. And I don't think it's an identity crisis. I think the game's trying to be reborn. And it's struggling to do so. Uh, let's see where we are on questions. Okay, there's way too many for me to take the remaining questions. So we're going to take... We'll, we may come back. Maybe we could do a two-parter. We'll look at the quest, and then we'll, we'll kind of revisit. Okay, so I'm going to leave these questions up. Don't go anywhere. We're going to load into the game at Reset and check on this quest. Uh, as with all of my content, if you're listening in the other locations, I'm probably live right now. Come join in, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening or watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.